0: So you think you in
1: love with me, but I'm not the girl of your dreams, cause I've been rocking and dodging the beat of love, baby I'm not the
0: one for you, I'm not in your on cause you know my truth, but I know just what to do
2: for you, cause, cause, when I don't
0: Good evening, good evening, and welcome to My Sister Circle. I am your host, Coach D. Dewana, and I am so excited that it is Thursday at 7 p.m. where we always go live on here on Facebook and on YouTube. We are excited, and we are we are definitely streaming the One TV, okay? You guys, make sure you download that because it is an amazing, Um, like, it's almost like christian netflix so it is amazing you guys can download that you guys can stream everything you guys can go back and watch all different um shows from different seasons and it's some other hosts on there that has some incredible shows as well Uh, Charlie even got some movies on there It is is an incredible, incredible app So I want you guys to download that I'll make sure that information is posted during the show So you guys can make sure that you stream that app, okay And Charlie, I'm not sure if it's an app Or do you go from the web But we'll figure that out during the show Because it is an amazing, 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 amazing streaming service So, you guys, I am looking for my co-host Oh, where you at?
1: hey hello hi happy thursday
0: hey girl how are you
1: i'm good tired but good
2: how you doing
0: i am same 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 so guys don't don't mind me looking over to the side so my, my laptop is over here you guys remember we are not in studio but you guys see how charlie gets it worked out for us to make it look like we're in studio i just look I absolutely right. love me some Charlie, though. Oh, I absolutely love Charlie.
1: Charlie is killing it. You guys just don't even know how wonderful Charlie is.
0: You guys don't even know, okay? It and and I don't know what do I do here. So okay, so I'm gonna figure this out in a minute. So. Guys, what I want you to do first thing I want you to do is I want you to guys tag in, like, share it, share it to groups, do all the things that you guys do every single Thursday at 7 p.m. I want you guys to do those things. Tag in at least five to 10 people so we can get this topic going. Sis, what's our topic for this week? We are going to do our normal, but I'm just, I just, I want to hear the topic for this week because it is just,
1: it's, it's, it's one <sighs> of those. It is. And I'm, I'm not nervous about it. Typically I get nervous about some things, but I feel like it's going to be a good release for everyone. So our topic is vindictive co-parenting. Yes, yes, yeah. yes,
0: yes, yes. Yes. It was a it's a much needed topic though. It's a much, it's, it's mm-hmm. something much needed to, um, talk about. So, um, so, you guys so the first thing we like to do every time we uh, go live here on my sister circle what we do here in my sister circle if you're new to watching us what we like to do is we like to acknowledge and shy, shine some light on an amazing sister of the week so what we do is we reach out to people or we share on social media and ask people to send um, us some people that you that they would like to nominate for sister of the week so mm-hmm. we have an incredible sister of the week this week. And her name is Kayla. <laughs> Kayla was nominated. Oh my gosh. So Kayla, I'm gonna read what, what I have about Kayla Cooper. She's a, a young lady in the 12th grade. Her heart is pure. She has goals and ambitions. She is a young lady that is a God chaser, a true worshiper. She is what young women that's her age and coming up under her can look up to. God is the thread of her life and she creates goals and accomplishes them. So Kayla, we just want to give you a hand clap for being so young and having so so much ambition and love for God. And that how amazing is it that this person that nominated you can say that other women, other young girls your age should follow you. I think that is Mm. incredible. So y'all give Kayla a hand clap.
1: Absolutely.
0: I love that.
1: I think she I is her. our youngest sister of the week, isn't she? She is. She is.
0: So she is awesome. indeed, our youngest sister of the so week. So cool. Um, and that, and I didn't even think about that, but she is our youngest sister of the week. So I'm excited about that. So we have an amazing show for you guys. So, what I want you guys to do is I want you guys as we go to a commercial break, really quick, because we're gonna welcome on our guests. <laughs> <laughs> because we're gonna welcome our guests. Can you hear Charlie? Oh, can you hear Charlie? He is, he, he fussing at me. Okay. So we're gonna go to a quick commercial break guys, real quick before we welcome on our guests. Get your perfect body in 2022. Dare to be bodied is offering laser lipo, lipo cavitation, skin tightening, butt and breast lift, vaginal steaming, and so much more. Why don't you dare to be body? Call now for your free consultation. 313-434-4404. Welcome back, guys, and thank you for tuning into my sister circle. So, before our guest come on, because I'm sure she's not on yet, because it's a it's a tad bit early. So, I want to ask you, oh, mm-hmm. how was yesterday? how was How was how was yesterday for you?
1: Okay. So, viewing audience, let me tell you what Coach D did to me, right? So, I'm working remotely. Coach D sends me a text a text message at maybe ten thirty, and says, "Hey sis, what are you doing tomorrow? Are you working tomorrow?" I'm like, "Of course, seven days a week, twenty four hours a day, right?" Oh, so she said, "Um, I advised someone to talk about," and she said, "Hold on, I'm hold, like, hold on sis. Hold, yeah.
0: hold on, you bra- you breaking up a little bit? Okay. Okay. So, come on, start start over, start over."
1: Okay. Is it better now? It,
0: it, it came back in. You you know how okay. we
1: go. Yeah. So she tells me there's a surprise. She sends me a text message and she says that this is Coach D I'm talking about y'all, our host. She's like, "Well, we have an opportunity to interview David Mann." And I'm like, "David, I'm looking around in the house by myself. I'm in my room laying down. So I'm looking around like, David Mann. D- David Mann. I literally started screaming. I was like, I think I sent you back. Stop. Like, what are you talking about? So We're texting each other back and forth. And she's like, we're both trying, like, I think, to keep each other calm because we got to figure out what we're going to do. So I was working remotely yesterday. Literally, I had phone calls coming through two seconds before he came on live. And I was like, I don't care if somebody's leg is falling off. God, forgive me. I'm not getting ready to interrupt. <laughs> Wait, I don't care. Nothing. Because I mean, like, it was special. Listen, tape that leg up, honey. Get some duct tape. Because I was like, one, I'm like, I don't want to let my sister down. I want to make sure I'm prepared. And I'm like, I don't want to keep coming in and coming out of the live or the feed that uh-huh. we were doing the recording. So I think the thing I was most impressed with is just how nice and how like really naturally funny he is. He was so cool.
0: So um, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to give you guys a backstory. I know most of you read my Facebook post, but I'm going to give you guys a backstory. So um, I, listen at 10 o'clock at night, my phone rings, right. And I'm, I'm relaxing. And at 10 o'clock, my, my phone rings and I well, here here's the thing. I wasn't going to answer. And the reason I wasn't going to answer because because I was sitting and I was watching Chicago Fire with my daughter. And like, that's our show. Like, we don't, no interruptions, no nothing. We just want to watch Chicago Fire. So I was sitting mm-hmm. and I was watching that. And I picked up the phone and I looked at it and I let it ring. It rang, it, surprisingly, it probably rung four times. And it was, it still was ringing. And I answered it. And I took a deep breath, because I'm like, okay, let me go ahead and answer the phone. Because no, it wasn't a deep breath about um, uh, uh, with who the person was. It was a deep breath of, dang, I'm really interrupting my show. And my daughter is looking at me. And I'm just like, okay. I said, hey, like that, right? So I guess the first thing uh, the caller says is, Sorry for calling you so late. And I'm just like, OK, this must be emergency at this point because she never calls this late, right? So I'm like, mm-hmm. OK, cool. The next thing is, do you want to interview David Mann? And I'm holding the phone. And I'm like, I said, absolutely. So I'm, I'm holding my composure. <laughs> absolutely, OK? It was like this, but the catch is, there, there's a catch. There's a catch. I'm like, okay, what's the catch? It has to be done tomorrow by one. I'm like, okay. <laughs> right when she sent that, right when she said that, Charlie had just sent me the Zoom link for the host prayer, and so I knew what he was getting ready to do. I said, oh my gosh, I don't know what. I don't know what to do. Like, oh well, I'm just gonna have to interrupt prayer. I sent him a message like hey we need to get on this ASAP I need to know what you can do can you meet me can we do this and that's it I logged into prayer and as I'm on the prayer call I'm looking at him I'm texting him while we in in prayer y'all listen I'm not a heathen but I'm texting him while we're in prayer looking at him read the please read the message. And he in full blown prayer. He's in full blown praying for the host. Yes. And I'm like, I'm sorry, Lord, let her, let him read it now, Lord. Because what she told me, because the, the what she told me on the call is, I said, can you give me 30 minutes? We just went into prayer. Um, so can you give me 30 minutes? It, the answer. So you guys know that we've had celebrities on our show before. And when it's when you're dealing with them and you're dealing with their team, it's it's a it's a boom boom boom. You gotta move fast before the next person is in line to pick that person that interview up. So there mm-hmm. is no can I have an hour? Mm-mm. It's on to the next. And it was like I said, can I have thirty minutes? She said, can you do it in less? I said, I will make it happen listen at this point if he if charlie didn't text me back and say yeah i can do it i was just gonna say yeah for him but we was gonna work it out right all right he means charlie necessary. can do it any means necessary but listen at that moment honestly this was all the this was all the hands of god is our is our guest on yet okay so this was all the okay this was all the the move of God because he ended up at that last like fifteen minute mark. He ended up passing the, the the prayer over to the next to the next prayer leader. So then he was able to answer my question, and I instantly got off and I made I, I made the connection instantly to the team, like instantly, and it was an instant thing, right? And so right be I mean so right after that, so I'm not gonna tell you guys um, the date we're going to air the show just yet. But so right after that, so I sent the, um, after, after that, me and Charlie began to talk and I was like, okay, Charlie says, so when is the show? Because I got to tell you the rest of the testimony, because you got to see how strategic God is, because I said, well, all right, well, when is the rest, when, uh, Charlie said, when is the show going to air after we do the interview? So I'm like, okay, well, let me, let me, let me talk to his team. So I, I get, I gets in touch with his team and it's amazing um, that you can even have that connection and communication. So I even thank God that I'm able to have connection, you know, with t- t- the members of his team, you know, members of different celebrities team, because we have a celebrity coming on next week. And listen, it's a am- make her and I just connected on Facebook and our Facebook friends. Now I- I'm just amazed. Okay. at the whole thing. So, um, the, we have a show, we have a show coming where we're going to have men for the first time, like not first time, we've had two men on the show, but we are going to have men that are guest panelists talking about an important topic because this series today is Vindictive Co-Parenting. We're going to start a series on co-parenting. And so these men are coming on and the day that they're coming on is the day that they want that show aired for David Mann. And I just was like, How strategic is God to have that a a man, David man on the show, the same day we have a man panelist on the show? Mm -hmm. I'm
1: just,
0: y'all might think those things are little things, but that's not little. Those are coincidences. Mm -hmm. That's not little stuff. This is like, God, this is how God works with us, and these are the things that you guys need to gotta pay attention to. Because when God begins to move strategically and begins to put each piece together, you better believe there's something big that He's getting to getting ready to put together. Think about when they put the Ambassador Bridge together; it was piece by piece, piece by piece, and now this is a a a, a large. L- so this is big. Okay, so I am. I I am grateful. I don't take listen. I don't take for granted any pieces strategically that he puts together for us. Say that, yep. Yeah. So, all right. So, is our guest on? Perfect. Perfect. All right. So, our guest this um this week. Um, our women in business guest this week is Veronica Powell. She is a coach, a financial coach, and she is going to come on and talk to us about generational wealth and and all kind of financial financial literacy things. So I want you guys to make sure that you guys have your notebooks. I put this on the post earlier. Have your notebooks, have your pens, because anytime that somebody is talking any type of financial literacy. We need to take notes, okay? We need to incorporate that into our everyday life. We need to make sure that our children know about financial literacy. So I want you guys to make sure that you guys are writing these things down because these things are steps for real, steps to some Mm -hmm. people getting out of debt, and these are steps to uh, building generational wealth. So we want to make sure that we have all the nuggets. I got my pen right here, because I'm serious about this. Um, So I want you guys to go ahead, and we can welcome on Coach Veronica. Hello. Hello, How are you?
2: I am awesome. How are you? Can you hear me Okay. Yes, Mm we can hear you great. We can hear you great. Okay. Okay, that's awesome. How are you? I am awesome. I'm lovely. I'm blessed. I am so glad to be here this evening with you all. You could have any other guests on at this time, but it's me, so I'm so grateful for that.
0: Yes, you know, I I'm I'm, I'm I'm excited that you uh, that you wanted to come on and talk about financial literacy. It's such an important topic especially with our community, especially with our youth It's such an important topic because it's not talked about enough. So when I anytime I see financial coach, financial literacy coach and, and and generational wealth coaches, things like that, I'm actually intrigued of the knowledge that you have because each coach, each financial coach has some different knowledge to offer us. So I'm always very intrigued and open to that, to the knowledge that you guys have. So welcome, 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 welcome.
2: Thank you, thank you.
0: So tell us a little bit about yourself.
2: Well, I am Veronica Powell. I am a. I'm from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, um, born and raised. I stayed in Atlanta for uh, about 15 years, but I'm back in Milwaukee now. I am a financial coach. I'm also an accountant, um, but I like to um, teach on the importance of financial literacy. And I share with people that, especially financial literacy in my community, but I share with people that financial literacy is the foundation of your relationship with money. Hmm. And hmm. it's a lifelong journey, um, cause you're going to make some mistakes, but it's a lifelong journey of learning. But I also say that the first step is believing that you are worthy of building generational wealth, believe that you are worthy of financial um, independence. And once you have that steps, then now it's time to put in the work so that you can begin the process to become wealthy and build um, financial freedom. That's
0: awesome. How long have you been a, a financial coach?
2: I've been a financial coach for two years. So this month, thank you, God. This month Mm -hmm. makes two years that I started um, my, the name of my financial coaching business is empowering wealth, financial coaching. And I like to call myself Mrs. Mrs. Empowering Wealth. I like to call myself, but I've been an accountant um, over three years. 12, 13 years, but the financial coaching piece, I've been a financial had empowering wealth, financial coaching for two years now, Mm. but empowering wealth, financial coaching. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, but empowering wealth, financial coaching, even though I've been a financial coach for two years, it was birthed out of uh, like 11 to 12 years of really intense hands-on life experiences.
0: That's what I was gonna ask That was actually my next question. So I was gonna ask you, so do you think this was a, a birthing for, for this? Like this it, at this time, the 12 years of uh, knowledge that you gained from being an accountant, was it just to prepare you for the birthing of Miss Empowerment Wealth?
2: I would say, cause I love being an accountant. You know, I love numbers. Okay. I have a passion. Um, for numbers. But more than a passion for numbers, I have a passion for humanity. I have a passion mm-hmm. for, for people. So the financial pe- um, coaching piece came because of I seen the experience that I went through, how it helped me. And it was just one situation. I'll go back. It was my husband. It was one situation with my husband that changed my mindset. Uh, and that was in 2012 um, and I was driving. This is just to go real quick. I was driving a, a BMW and <laughs> honey, the BMW was paid for, but I could not afford the upkeeper of it. And um, I was dating my husband and oil was just leaking everywhere. And he came to me and he said, I think you should sell that <laughs> car because you can't afford the upkeep of it. And I think you need to get you kind of a little hoopty and get your, your, your finances together. And I'm like, no, I'm gonna sell it. I'm gonna give me a Lexus, (laughs) but but, you know, but then I said, you know what, Lord, Lord just said, you know what? It won't hurt to try. So I sold that BMW still have money from the BMW in my account. Now it's my little, that's a little emergency fund, but I sold that I bought me a 2000 Camry. And since that day in 2012, I have not had a note, and I have an illustration later that I'll show you all. That I think sometimes we can have, we can take a car note, and we have these expensive cars, but we're allowing car notes to rob us of our generational wealth. Mm-hmm. That one decision back in 2012, that catapulted me to where I'm at today. That's why I always like to teach it, it starts in the mind. And in, in financial literacy, yes, it's about education and learning, but it's more too of a behavioral, um, is our change in our behavior it has a lot to do with improving our finances more than, you know, I can learn what a stock is. I can learn what a bond is. You know, I can learn this. You can learn all that. But until you change your mind and your behavior, then you're, you're, you are you will not shift and improve your finances. That's it. That's
0: it right there. So mm-hmm. actually, so you know, we had some questions. I sent you over some interview questions, but after yes. reading, rem- I told you after reading your your slides and your presentation, I, I don't even want to ask you the interview questions. I just want you to go over those because we have such a short window of interviewing time. I want yes. you to go over those because I read over those and I think that they are so important for you to get all of that out. So, um, Charlie, can you sure. put up? Are you ready to? to you you okay with g- giving that right now? Yes oh i'm sorry okay I'm sorry. perfect charlie if you're ready she's ready yep it's five it is. pages okay perfect all right all right coach Pearl, you can start coach veronica
2: okay so um page one is just me introducing myself so we can skip through through that okay so page one, I already introduced myself. So hey, y'all, hey, y'all, <laughs> um, um, good, um, right there. So we can go to, to slide um, two, um, or just go to the next. I'll flow with you, mm-hmm. The topics, yes. So I I teach a class, and the class, a workshop I should say, and the workshop is, um, how to build generational wealth and retire early. So in that class, I really just go over the foundation of building generational wealth. And this is just items that to me are important. So I can just, you know, just go through um, some of these um, here. Number one is understanding your financial number. And what a financial number is, I look at as your, what is your, your free number, your, I can wake up tomorrow morning and if I look at my job, I can tell them I don't have to come in today. Not if I don't want to come in today. So it's what magic number would it take for you to have that freedom of not going to, you know, not having to go to work? And the way you find that number is, number one is seeing what your expenses are. Cause you have, once you know what your expenses will, will be, once you want to reach financial freedom or you want to retire, once you understand what your expenses are, then that'll assist you in calculating then, if these are my expenses, I want to at 50, you know, um, I don't I want to have the option of not working, you know, not working again and a life expectancy. I might think I might live to 85. So how much money do I need from if I want to retire at 50 or I want to reach this financial freedom at 50? So from 35 years, from 50 to 85, if we say for 35 years, how much money would I need? So that's number one, calculating your net worth. I love to say, you know, as a culture, if I ask someone, what's there? credit score boom i know my credit score my credit score 600 my credit score 700 my credit score 800 but if i ask you what's your net worth you don't know your net worth and i want to change that because we should know our net worth and our net worth is all of our assets minus our liabilities that's our net worth so that's one thing is i challenge you to really sit down and calculate your net worth you should do that on an annual basis once a year (coughs) Also, the next is having a budget. I like to, a spending plan budget. Um, I like to say that a budget, you know, we shouldn't think about it as being restrictive. We should budget every month. It was a survey done on the average millionaires. The average millionaire said 93% of millionaires budget, and not only do they budget, let me back up. Not only do they budget, but 93% of them stick to that budget. And I like to say that a budget basically tells your money where to go. Instead of at the Mm -hmm. end of the month, you're wondering where your money went. You know, you need to be in control and tell every dollar you need to go here, you need to go here, and you need to go there. So that's a budgeting millionaires budget. Government's budget. We have to have a budget. Then you have to know where is your income coming from? You know, you, you, you have a nine to five, you're an entrepreneur. You know, passive income is very important. You know, do you have come from, from real estate or, or, or just other passive incomes that you can, you can have? So think about other ways that you can have income. Um, I like to say, if you before you retire or you're going to reach that financial freedom number, you should have a plan to have all your debt paid off. And um, in, in the class that I teach, you know, we go over your debt payoff date. Like, we all should know your debt payoff oh, date. Sure. Like, what is the date that you would be debt free? You should know that date and consistently seek for that date. And once you consciously know it and you're writing it down, then you have something to achieve for. Then I think estate planning is important. We don't talk a lot about estate planning and we think you gotta have all this money for estate planning. When I say estate planning, I'm talking about wills. I'm talking about trust. We need to have those set up. And like I said, you don't have to have a lot of money. Perfect example. Um, our two daughters are six and 23 right? Uh-huh. And having a trust, like I said, you don't have to have millions of dollars, but if something, my husband and I, we travel a lot. We're, we're together a lot. So if something was to happen to us, our daughters, they're not ready for at one time. They still got some, you know, even though they mom a financial coach, they still got a little learning to do. So I uh-huh. have this trust set up so I can say, just say, okay, this is what my life insurance policy is, or whatever. This is how much in assets I have in retirement. They're 23, they're 16. Just give them this amount at this time. When they get this age, give them that month. But that's what a, a trust can do. It just basically kind of dictates who's, who's going, not only who's going to get it, but how and when they're going to get it. But estate planning is perfect. I mean, is needed and wills are needed especially if you have minor children a will is especially important if you have a minor child because a will would dictate you know who who's going to be that guardian of that minor child if you're not gone so even if you don't if you don't have a dime but you have a minor child and you want to make sure that your minor child is going to be taken care of as far as who's going to take care of them a will is important having insurances having life insurance having um long-term care insurance is important and understanding your investment options and setting realistic goals the last is setting realistic goals i say setting goals is very very important not only setting goals you write your goals down to make them realistic but i do have a challenge one challenge for everyone that is listening to my um sister circles podcast right now Ooh, i love my this. challenge I love My challenge for all of you related to realistic goals, I challenge you to do this. Today, think about even right now, one financial goal that you want to achieve in the next 30 days. Think about it. After you think about it, go right now, get your calendar out and set you an event and put it as financial wellness check in. And whatever. So if that goal is, you know what, I'm not contributing to uh, my retirement, I want to contribute $50 or I want to pay this amount more towards debt, whatever that goal is for the next 30 by today is the February 10th. So March 10th. mark your calendar, put your event in there and have your goal and you achieve it. And then after that come give you a six month, do the same thing, give you a year in the 30 days. But the simplest thing you can do is set a 30 a goal that you can achieve financially in thirty days in three mind um, for that. Oh, I love that! I love that.
0: So, do we?
2: You want us to go to the next slide? Yes, we can. Okay. So the next slide is. I'm gonna, am I waiting for him? Okay. So I got. So the next slide is related to. Do we have the slide up? I just want to make
0: sure. Um, I don't Charlie. need it.
2: I just want to. I don't want to talk. Oh, okay, okay. I just didn't want to talk before um, they have that. But the next slide is um, should be the um, and if you go to investor.gov, it should be a cal- it's a calculator. It's a financial calculator on investor.gov. That's an awesome website. If you want to go to investor.gov, they have a lot of information on there, um, and it's a you know government website. But this is just an illustration of when I was telling you how sometimes we are allowing a car note to rob us of building our generational wealth. So with this calculator, what I did was the average car note in America. I think it's like the last time I read it was about. Five hundred and thirty-six dollars, but I rounded up. I said five hundred and fifty dollars. What if we mm-hmm. took five hundred and fifty dollars, um, and to start off with, in investing, whether it's in you know our, our retirement account, but we're thinking about okay, we're investing it into you know the stock market or like I could say in a retirement account. You took that five hundred and fifty dollars because that's your car note money now. Because we can go without, we can you know drive cars that are paid for. Then you say, for five years, which I say, okay, that's sometimes we get car note for five years. I'm going to, instead of paying this car note for five years, I'm going to pay $550 towards my retirement or towards my financial freedom number. Then step three is your interest, the return on your interest rate. The average interest rate right now for the last 30 years return on your investment. So if you're investing, you have an investment. What's your return um, rate? It's about eight to 10 percent for the last three. I mean, 30 years. So I went with 10. So we're investing $550 for five years with a return rate of 10 percent, and then our interest it's compounding annually. And if we go to the next slide. I'll show you all, instead of having your car note, this is what you can have in your account in, in the five years versus having your car note. We got almost, we got $41,000 in five wow. years. Wow. But we want to drive wow. around. And I, and I love, and back, let me back up. Now I love nice things, you know, but it's about priorities. You oh, know, yes. you, you're driving, we're driving around in all these expensive cars, but we have zero in our retirement. We have less than 10,000 in our retirement, and we're, we're in our late 30s, and we're in our 40s, in our, our 50s, but we're driving around in these expensive cars, and you can take that same amount of money, and you can invest it, and you can let compound interest work for you, and then that's the result that you get. And that's only five years. Wow. And I know I shot a lot at you all. Um, that's okay. And that I think that's okay. the last of the slides. So if you all have any that's um the I think yeah, I think that's the last of the um the slides there and I know I shot a lot oh I, I'm sorry. This is also thank you, thank you. Just how you can stay um in contact with me. All my social media handles are Mrs. Empowering Wealth. So you can find me on social media uh, social media there we have my email address veronica at empoweringwealthcoaching.com um the web my website is there as well and then also um i have my apparel line here and this was just birthed out of like i said i was a financial coach i had no desire to have an apparel line but like all the slogans that i have it was birthed out of me because of the importance i think of financial literacy and i'm like it should be cool we should be it should be trendy and cool to walk around with different financial slogans in every you know i agree so mm-hmm. i have one
0: i have one comment for you and i know other people probably have comments but we gotta we- I, I want to ask this one before we let you off. I have a comment that says, I have a 17 year old that says she's getting a car note at 18. I told her that's not a good idea to do. Do you think it's a good idea at 18 years old? Um, She needs to hear this.
2: At, what is the question? Is an 18 is year old ready? 18 year old,
0: should she get a car note at 18 years old?
2: Oh, no. But guess what? <laughs> she's 18. I don't know if she, <laughs> no, no, but she's 18. I don't know if she still stays in the same house. Now that's the difference too. If you're 18, but you still in my same house, you, you, you under my rules, you know, but to give <laughs> you an example, I, I, I understand I have a 23 year old. Remember I told you I bought that Camry. I, I didn't give it anything, but I think for like a thousand dollars or so, uh, my daughter at the time, she was I think 19 or 20. So, I, you know, um, so she got the car and it was a good car. And then out of nowhere, mm-hmm. she contacts me. Mama, I brought me, she went and got a, a new car. And I'm like, but the car I gave you a few years ago, it was a good car. So only thing, and so me even as a financial coach, I get frustrated because my daughter's 23. And I'm like, I do this all day long and my own child not listening to me but mm-hmm. i will say i took i taught a class last weekend and i'm so grateful she attended the class but this is what oh, i would do the awesome. solution i would do she did and i was so happy and sent, but you know what it helped it helped for her because i've been teaching this to her but it was other adults in class. we're talking about 30 year olds 40 year olds you see okay. so for her to see me teaching in front of them and to see their reaction that helped her but my solution would be this number one like i don't i would want to know if she, does she need a car like you know d- to get to work are, are you in a position where you can save enough because you can buy a good little used car for an 18 year old for like three thousand dollars that's how much my, my camry was twenty eight hundred dollars and i was 30 years old driving that so it's like can you ta- this is tax season i don't know people financial situation but are you in a situation where you can save at least five hundred dollars for about five or six months and then get a, a used you know a used car or anything like that but i would love look with 18 honey i would love to speak to um to speak to her because i'm like please don't do it yeah so what
0: we're gonna do oh do you have anything um for coach powell before we let her go
1: no, I was just taking in all the information and listening and going to go to your website and look around. So no, no questions I can think of. Thank you. So what I
0: would like you to do, um, um Coach Veronica, is I would like for you to um, come back. For a full show one day, um, maybe next month or even April, um, whatever your schedule looks like. And if we could do something where um, I'll I'll actually talk to you one on one privately, so I can because I, I don't want to put you on the spot, but because I know people have a lot of questions. Um, if mm-hmm. they if you can put on our on our on our page when your classes are, and you know how people can get in your class, even you know how how they can pay for a class to get in and things like that. If you do virtual, if you could put those things. On our on our um Facebook page, and I'm gonna actually put some put the slides if that's okay on the Facebook page as yes, well, that's fine. so that we can stay in, in contact with you. Uh, we thank you for for being our guest today. We thank you for this. The, this these are some gems. I tell you guys all the time when you got people on here that they know their stuff, you got to make sure that you write it down, take it all in. You know that's what me and O do. We take it all in. So we appreciate mm-hmm. you coming out and sharing that knowledge with us, and we look forward to hearing from you soon.
2: Thank you all for having me. Have a blessed night. Thank you. You too.
1: No matter who you are, no matter where you come from, there is a force that unites us all. Join the movement and let your lips do the talking with Aide Cosmetics. Available on idecosmetics.com.
0: We are back. So, you guys know what time it is. It is time to talk about this uh, amazing topic, um, this much needed topic that we have ready for you guys. Um, We are going to try and cover everything but again this is a series so if we don't get everything covered we will pick back up with this series when we have our men come on so what we're gonna do is we're gonna we're gonna do this one with just me and oh then we're gonna have a man come on and then we are gonna have some ladies come on for for a panel as well we i, I listen i had to choose not to do it where we mix the men and the women together on this topic because it is very sensitive and we you know mm-hmm arguing and all of that on, on, on the show and all of that. I, I'm the same love and hip hop, so I can't do it. You know, you got to use wisdom with <laughs> yeah. some stuff. So, yeah. <laughs> so sis, you want to take, you want to go ahead and start this one off?
1: Yes, we can. So vindictive co-parenting. Um, I think in a lot of ways this is like a hard hitting topic again because there are a lot more um divorces unfortunately and breakdowns in relationships and communication and of course at the hub of that a lot of us have children. Um so in reading up about this and you know you pay attention to social media and like your friends and family and things that they've gone through um and different sides of different situations, it makes you wonder um, why parents or you know ex couples who have children together, why one party or maybe even both parties decide to take part in this constantly trying to agitate one another and provoke one another. So I think it's really important to discuss it and figure out a better way to communicate with one another Um, to remember that the bulk of the major responsibility is to make sure that your children grow up in a healthy environment and that you all are working cohesively as a team to not emotionally or mentally scar your children in the process of the two of you having difficulties with each other.
0: Yes, I think it is very important. you know, um, when I think of vindictive co-parenting, it it, it bothers me um, a lot because, and and this is not just um, a woman a, a woman being vindictive to a man, but it's both a man mm-hmm. being vindictive to a woman as well. But it happens more often in women that they're being vindictive to um, the father, and it, it it upsets me. It angers me because. You affect the child or the children uh, way more than than it, anything. It- for your own ego, you know, for your own self-gain and and things like that. So I'm really bothered by the behavior of being vindictive in co-parenting because as co-parents, you want to make it easy. First of all, if you guys aren't together or if you were never together, you want to make the transition of that even easy on your children anyway because Mm -hmm. children see things. Children see that their parents aren't together. Children see other parents together and then see that their parents aren't together. So they deal with enough on their own to have a vindictive, right. and it doesn't matter what age your child is at because it affects your child you know it, the the when you have an upbringing of anger or it, uh, uh, an upbringing where your parents are vindictive to one another it affects the child no matter if you think right now at the point that you'd be like no i'm doing this for my child's you know best interest you're not it's for your own self-gain, for your own self-pleasure, to deal with your own bitterness that you're dealing with. And it's an ugly thing. It's it's the behavior of that, being vindictive to, to the father, being vindictive to the mother, you know, doing things that are just, it, it's, it's so, it, it's honestly, it's evil. Because it what is. you do is you create a space that, a lot of times with men, men, because I'm, a, I'm a, so I'm going to talk about oh, how women, how I see women do men when it comes to co-parenting. A lot of times, men, I was listening to um, uh, the a podcast yesterday, Sip With Tea. So shout out to Sip With Tea podcast, because I was listening to her, her podcast the other day. And then I was listening to, on Tuesday, listening to uh, Uncomfortable Conversations podcast. And it was all on the same alignment um of the topics that we're dealing with now and neither none of us knew that we were uh, that we were going to talk about this but that's how necessary it is right now because just looking at that and you create a space where now men don't want to do they don't want to put in the work to try to be with their children because the woman is so vindictive Right. So now the the woman is doing things to cause so much agony towards the, the the man, the father, and making it so difficult to to be a father. Now I'm not saying that a father shouldn't shouldn't fight for fight for the the uh, benefits of being with his children. Not saying that at all. I'm saying women that are vindictive because women being vindictive is much more worse than a man being vindictive. It is.
1: I think you have to, for me, with women, I think the most important thing for us to do is to be honest with ourselves and try to figure out where that That hatred and that bitterness comes from. So it all comes from a root cause, right? So in my mind, I think of a woman and I hate to just start for me, you know, we want to make sure that women are not offended, but let's just be real with ourselves, a lot of us as women start off being vindictive because it's a learned behavior that we saw from our mothers or our grandmothers who had children. They struggled with an issue with our fathers and our grandfathers, maybe their relationship lapsed and didn't work. And then you have negative um, negative older relatives in our family that, you know, whisper in your ear and say things like, well, I wouldn't let them see the kids until such and such. And I would. So you have to figure out what the root cause is. And then once you figure out what that root cause is, you have to figure out who is around you that's influencing you to act this way. And then once you really get down to it, you have to understand that what they dealt with as individuals and their relationship is not what you have to deal with in your relationship. You have to figure out what works for you, and allowing outside forces to influence you to behave a certain way. My mind is, if the people around me encourage me to act like a complete buffoon with my ex-husband, that's gonna be damaging to my children. It's embarrassing to myself and you're just not gonna get Oriana to act like a fool. I'm sorry. And then secondly, It's like, how does that affect your children? Because really in hindsight, it's not about us as individuals. If our relationship didn't work out and we broke up or we got divorced or we decided to go our separate ways, the issues that we have with each other as individuals has absolutely no bearing on our children. Those are personal adult issues. Your children are a separate entity. So the first thing you have to do is learn how to separate the two things from themselves. My relationship with my boyfriend is my thing, but the relationship with our children is two separate things. And that's why there are so many children that feel misplaced and feel torn and tugged between their two parents because they can't cohesively work together and act like adults because the two of us are coming together, acting immature and vocalizing our issues through our children instead of talking to each other as adults, which brings into the definition that I shared with you, malicious parent syndrome. Malicious parent syndrome is where either parent or maybe both parent um, seeks to punish the other by talking poorly about them around the children or to family members. But I think the most disturbing part is that you would sit in front of your children and talk about their mother or their father. And as women and as men, we have to realize like you chose to have an intimate relationship with these people, whether you were married or not, whether their behavior changed or not. We're gonna not going to talk about red flags because that's a whole other topic. But we have to remember, we chose this individual to have children with. And in choosing them and procreating and bringing children forth, you need to be mindful about what you say in front of your children to their father, about their mother, whatever it is. It doesn't shine a bad light on the parent that you're talking about. It shines a bad light on you
0: and 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 that's a good point that you brought up because even with um even we have i think it's important that people have to understand that you can be a poor piss person in a relationship a poor piss spouse mm-hmm. a poor piss mate but that does not mean that you'll be a poor piss uh mother or father and Absolutely. that's the part that people have to separate Okay, he was he was pitiful to me as a as a husband or as a boyfriend, but he's a great father and that's the part that people don't like to acknowledge. Oh, mm-hmm. they are. A great father. Now I can't but but what happens is that bitterness and that jealousy sets in. And when that bitterness and jealousy sets in, you are whole you a total different person. You do anything because at that yeah. point you can move on, but you have a problem with how they move on in happiness. So you're gonna make sure that you create every type of scenario to make sure that they're a bad mother or father, when indeed they're a great mother, they're great fathers, mm-hmm. but they were just not a good person in a relationship with you and so you hold that over their head because you're angry because you're hurt so what do what do hurt people do they hurt other people yeah. so they don't care who you are they're gonna hurt other people because they're hurt. so like you said, you got to get to the root of it you do because then you become controlling you control yeah. uh, let's, and, I, and i'll speak for mothers mothers like to control every single aspect uh, when they're dealing with bitterness, I'm not going to say mm-hmm. every mother, because every mother don't. Some mothers right. want the father to step up and be in control and 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 take advantage of the fact that it doesn't matter that we're to, we're apart. I want you to equally be my helpmate far as the father, so or or equally be the helpmate far as the mother. So some people are mm-hmm. like that. But when you're dealing with people that are bitter, that have jealousy, that have deep-rooted issues against that person, they can't see beyond that bitterness. They can't see beyond that hate towards that person. And so what they do is they, they bring on so many things, so much hurt, so much anger. They pour that. They project that. Onto their children, they project that onto the to the up uh, to the other parent. So they become vindictive. Because when you project onto other people your feelings, mm-hmm. what, what pours out? That anger is gonna pour out. So the control, yeah. those control issues where you want to control what this father do or what this other parent do on their time yeah why can't i it, think what, the what's wrong with it being equal um and why are you why do you want to take control now we're not talking about the other parent that is doing a pitiful job. We're not talking about Uh the other parent that's going to put their child in danger. We're not talking about the other parent that's a drug dealer that you just, you're being protective of your child. No, we're talking about a solid solid co-parent that is capable of doing the same things you do, but you want to be in control of every aspect just because you can, just because you think that if you control it, then you have control over them. Yeah. And that's,
1: I think what it is, is not, it's not being honest with yourself about where you are emotionally. If you can be mature enough to say that, yeah, it didn't work, but I, you know, it's hard to sever a relationship, especially when you had hopes that your family would last and children are a product of that. But I think the most important thing is to take a step back and to identify with what you're feeling. Even if the other person won't hear you, it's perfectly acceptable to say to yourself, even if you never utter the words out loud. If you say, I am still in love with this person, or I still wish that the relationship would work. If you could unpack that a little more, you would realize that a lot of your control, a lot of your bitterness, a lot of your ugliness and your hate stems from the love that you still have for the person, even though they did what they did or it didn't work out. But if you could just be realistic with yourself and deal with yourself, That's why I say, you know, when a lot of women, myself, I'll use an example, I went to therapy. You know what I mean? I think therapy is a beautiful tool to help you realize where the anger and the angst and the hatefulness is coming from. It's not going to benefit you. You're not going to have a healthy relationship. And the overall most important thing is to raise your children in a healthy environment. You know, we as mothers, and I'm guilty of it, we want to control, like you said, every aspect. But once you step back and you say like, look, I'm a woman, these are boys, or this is a daughter. The daughter needs the mom. The boys unequivocally need their dad. You cannot cannot cultivate a relationship between little boys and their fathers. It's their dad's job to step in and to make sure that he is teaching them, educating them, spending time with them, talking to them. We're not women. I mean, we're not men. We don't know what it is to be a man, we'll never know. We may think we have an idea what it is to be a man, but ladies, we do not know what it is to be a man. Moreover, we don't know what it is to be a black man. And if you have a father, you know, who is willing to spend time with their child, it may not be what you want it to be. The time may not be, it may not ever be what you want it to be. They may not ever take them to the places you want to take them to. They may not ever teach them the things that you want them to teach. But ladies, relinquish the control. Let God do the work. Okay. Let God do Mm -hmm. the work in that relationship. It's not our job to control every single facet of our children. You didn't make the kid by yourself. You can't control everything by yourself. If the father wants to be a part and wants to teach them things, allow him to do things on his own merit. We're different men and women are built different. We educate differently. We feel things differently. You have to respect that. And I think it's pitiful uh, on a woman's part to withhold visitation or to withhold a relationship from your child simply based on the crumbling of your relationship with their father. It's just ugly. Ugly, It's 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 unnecessary. And it just really it makes you look foolish. It makes you look foolish like you have a lot of unresolved issues and trauma and it paints an ugly picture for you and it weigh at you when you really could do the work to make it a better situation.
0: And it causes unnecessary trauma to your children mm-hmm. because they yeah. deal with that. You don't have to deal with that when them kids get older and to get of age when they're five and six years old and they're missing their mother or they're missing their father. You don't have to deal with that. They deal with that. So you create unnecessary trauma for children and then you create childhood trauma for adults. Okay. yes, that now they got to spend thousands of dollars to get therapy on. It's just not Mm -hmm. right because Mm -hmm. of something that you felt. So because of something that you projected onto your child, now you create this long bill for them. This something that they may pour into their, to their wife or to their husband, something that they may pour into their children all because of something you did. See, this thing is bigger than us. This thing goes way deeper than us. This thing is generational. So which means you can't continue to have the same behavior and think that this behavior won't pour over into your, into their adulthood and that's mm-hmm. just not right. It's not it's not cool. It's not cool. And I just want to make sure that we 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 really you guys understand that we are not just talking about women. We are talking about bitter dads as well. This goes both ways. But mm-hmm. because I see every day, see every day bitter women and vindictive co-parenting when it comes to women i don't see it every day with men but i see it daily with women and it could be that you're hurt it could be that this man has done something wrong to you but like o said like we both said you have to understand that it is a separate entity he was he was a pitiful man he husband or boyfriend to you but that does not mean you can say, you can label him as a pitiful father because that's not Absolutely the case right. always. Absolutely. So some of the things, because it is 801, some of the things that I want you guys that are dealing with things uh, when it comes to vindictive or man- manipulative co-parenting, I want you guys to make sure that you all, that you set some, some things that we wrote down, set emotionally, by, uh, uh, set emotional boundaries, let go of what you can't control, use non-combative language. I, that's so important. You have yeah. to make sure that you are not using. And unfortunately, sometimes people create situations for themselves. So yeah, parents sometimes create situations for themselves. So sometimes you have to watch what you say so that it cannot be a trigger to that co-parent okay because sometimes we have messed up so bad some things can be triggering to that parent and then that other parent is just like okay i'm over it so you have to be accountable for that so stick to your commitments when it when you are when you say i'm gonna go pick up my child i'll be there to pick up my child i'll buy my child some gym shoes i'll pay for my child. Uh, ballet i'll make sure i make the girls uh, b- buy the girl scout cookies for my child you have to stick to your commitment when it comes to a manipulative and a vindictive parent because if you don't they're gonna hold that over your head and they're gonna say to you you wasn't you a bum you ain't squat i knew you wasn't i knew you wasn't gonna do it so stick to your commitments
1: Yeah.
0: know their triggers you got to know what their triggers are. That goes back to using the triggering words. You have to know what mm-hmm. their triggers are. You dealt with that person. You know what their triggers are. You know how to not be kind enough. And just because sometimes we have to step out of our own way and say, well, you know what? I got to do this just so that I can spend time with my child. That's all right. Do what you got to yeah. do. Okay? You jump
1: through hoops for your baby. Yep. Yeah.
0: You You have to
1: you have, you have to, to
0: avoid direct contact with the uncooperative co-parent okay if you can avoid um direct contact with that parent that's not cooperating you have to avoid contact sometimes it's like that sometimes you have to have a mediator be okay with that don't be talking about some this don't make no sense or showing up at their house and calling their phone and say this don't make no sense we the parents sometimes it's like that and you got to be okay with that because again sometimes situations are created Okay, that you could have avoided. So you gotta do that yep. too. Keep a keep a record, Men, I'm gonna say this to y'all. Keep a record because see, y'all think it's all fun and games until you gotta go to that court and you ain't got all your paperwork mm-hmm. and you ain't got all your records. See, men are used to women doing for them. So I'm not trying to put y'all down. I'm just saying, keep a record, men, When it's when yeah. you're dealing with that, you better keep a record of the 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 pair comas you bought. Keep a and of
1: be, the invested. House. Yeah, be, be invested. Yeah, be be invested like a woman would, would like be. Yeah, Absolutely. be invested. You know, this the same effort. If you know that the mother likes things a certain way, take the same initiative. You know what I mean? It's not just the mom. It, you are the dad too. You are a viable, living, breathing parent. So if she mm-hmm. takes the effort to do things, you go just as hard as she would. You make it sure is. that you follow through. You make sure you communicate. You make sure that you, you know, you're. Con- These are just things you could do to decrease the drama, and that's what it's about. That's it. Decreasing that's it. The, drama. the
0: drama. Yeah. So ignore when she say that decrease the drama. That means ignore what you can. If you mm-hmm. can ignore it, I said it on on Sip with Tea yesterday, and I almost I think I said it on Uncomfortable Conversations podcast as well. Listen you have to ignore what you can if there is a time where you got to protect your own peace honey you better protect your peace because let me tell you something your mental health is important as a mother your mental health is important as a father so if that co-parent is affecting your mental health you got to take other steps because mm-hmm. you can't be you can't allow your mental health your Mental stability to be damaged. You you because you're not gonna be no good to your child. Mm -mm. So ignore what you can. Keep communication channels open. Be collaborative in decisions. Okay, like I just said, other parents co-parent is a is co-parents. It is together. So you make decisions as well you don't let allow it to just be okay even if that decision is not accepted i don't care if you got to send a text when when it's time for your child to go to high school you send a text hey what high school they what high school you thinking about sending little jimmy to okay what high school you think well i think this is a good school be involved Because even Mm -hmm. if they don't take your advice, you planted the seed, you have to be involved because then that's your record. That's when you go take to the courts, I'm trying to be involved. Yeah. Okay.
1: Gotta have it in papers, black and white.
0: Absolutely. Look at your own behaviors that may impact the situation. We already touched on that. Sometimes it's something that you created. So you gotta be accountable. Make sure your children are protected from anger and fighting. I'm not even gonna touch on that, it's self-explanatory. You guys just fighting and being angry in front of your kids is just not okay. It's not okay. Uh -uh. And then Uh -uh. seek meditation or parenting coordination before going into attack mode, okay? Oh, oh, can give y'all some really good pointers on that last one. Seek meditation or parenting co- coordination before going into attack mode. And the reason I say oh can give it to you not because she's co-parenting, but because she's she's works in mental health, and that's a mental health one.
1: It's important oh. to, um, we'll touch on it real quick. I think before you even. We'll use the exchange of getting kids. So say it's a Friday night and it's time for you to drop Bob back off to his mom, Sue. Before you make that exchange, mentally prepare yourself for the transaction that's getting ready to happen because it is a transaction. You're delivering your child back to the mother or vice versa. Take a minute, whatever. Don't go into it with an attitude. Our body language projects everything. And before you know it, your tone can change. So... Take a deep breath before you make this transaction. Get yourself in alignment, say a prayer, meditate, pull yourself together and practice talking to people in kindness. You understand what I'm saying? Like, I think that's the hugest thing. Women, we want, a you know, some of us, we want a reason to pop off, you know? Oh, he was talking real hard. No, 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 good brother. No, 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 good sister, you don't have to respond with so much robust, you can pull that back a little bit. You don't talk to people at work like that, do you? So if you can't talk to people at work with all that, get up and go, you can pull back and respect the mother of your children, the father of your children, and talk to them with love and kindness. So if you feel like you've got to attack, 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 it's time to go to therapy and to work out those unresolved issues. I
0: totally agree. All right, well, guys, that is the end of our show. Um, I this show was amazing, very um, informative. It was a lot of things, a lot of um, good pointers that was touched on. This series will continue on co-parenting because we we definitely want want to see this year of twenty twenty two. I want to see childhood childhood trauma, okay, be Uh, annihilated. I want it to be alienated. I want it to be. Executed. I want it to be taken away. I just want it to be broken out of out out of our community because it is so much, so much trauma that's created by parents, childhood trauma that's created by parents, and I don't. I just I want it to be ceased. You know because it, it 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 causes too much trauma in adulthood and then it mm-hmm. pours over into too many people's lives and and when you 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 can create you can be somebody that creates a big old monster okay yeah. there's people out here that has turned their kids into mass murderers Real life, that's that's real. That has turned their children into serial rapists. That has turned their children into psychos. I'm real serious, because they can't handle the emotional damage that was done to them as children.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And that's just not OK. And it's not OK for women to to destroy a man that's trying to be a father to his children. To his child, and it is not okay for a man to destroy a woman who is trying to be a great mother to her children. It's not okay. So we gotta do we gotta do better. We gotta do better. Um, so we gonna this series will continue until hey we gonna get it all out on the table. So, all right, guys, I want you guys to make sure that you go on Detroit Choice Awards, and I want you to vote, vote, vote for my sister Circle. I want you guys to vote so many times that you see us (laughs) at the Detroit Choice Awards, me, O, and me. And if we could bring Charlie in as well, we're going to bring Charlie us as well. Charlie got to be there. So we want you guys to see us at the Detroit Choice Awards. And the only way that we can get there is if you guys continue to vote. Also, we want you to tune in every Thursday. Next week, we have the amazing actress, Shakita James, known for her role appearance in the new Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. Y'all didn't know that, did y'all? The oh, new oh, Black surprise, Panther, Wakanda Forever, that is going to be released here in 2022. We have that actress, Shakita James. She was in Raising Dion. Listen, she. Listen, the girl got the catalog. So listen, I want you guys to make sure you tune in next week. I want you guys to tune in after that. I want you guys to just continue to tune in and make sure that you follow us on all our social medias. Listen, there is sponsorship out here for you guys. Now you see where our show is going. I told y'all last week where it was going ahead of time. So if you want to become a sponsor, advertise your show. You can advertise your business, you can advertise your podcast, you can do whatever you please of advertising as long as it's positive and clean. You can advertise on our show for a fee. All right. If you reach out to one, myself or Orion, we will have those numbers for you. And you can let us know if you want to advertise for a month. You can let us know if you want to advertise for two months. Just contact us for sponsorships and advertising. Remember, guys. there's no competition in sisterhood and always 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 be willing to fix your sister's crown. Have a good night. Bye.